Flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. Alright, so this is the Flogcast for the final round of the season, round 23. The emotionally checked out Tiger from Richmond Starburns is here, and I'm joined by the Clayton Oliver of Mods from St Kilda Cookson. Hey all. The head of security on the White Collingwood thread, Morgan Ashley. Hello. The number one fan of Tyrone Vickery from Hawthorne Penal. Oh, some fucking spud second player. Nah, get fucked. <laughs> Although he'll, he'll be back in the team next week at this rate. And the disgruntled Subway customer from North <laughs> Melbourne, we have Lay Grill. Hey guys, how you going? Goo or tears? I'm going to have minor tears. More of a minor annoyance in football, but there is a time when you can be too unselfish. <laughs> like when you have the ball, you have momentum dragging you forward. Kick a goal. Don't worry about passing it off to some other teammate. Just kick a goal and don't fuck it up. Have some could have been given Nick Reach around this week. No, it's in general, it's been annoying me all season. And one of them by Jai Simkin over the weekend's like, nah, mm. it's just too annoying. So what did, what did he do? Just. He had space to take a few more steps, kick a goal. Instead, he passes it in the middle, and I think Van Brown missed. Yeah, yeah. It's just kick a goal, take responsibility. Well, maybe he wanted to help Ben Brown get the Coleman. Ah, uh, I think that boat sailed. I noticed that Richmond do it a lot, but I think it's just because none of them have confidence to kick goals themselves. And I don't <laughs> think we're alone in that. I think there are teams that have a large proportion of players who don't back themselves to kick the goals, mm. whereas some players will absolutely, no matter what happens, will turn their back on the goal and go back and kick it. Yeah, but it's, it's nothing more infuriating than an easy shot being passed up. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it's probably coming now. Like, I think players are probably under more and more scrutiny, and, you know, if they kick the goal or miss the goal running in, oh, you should have passed it off, generally is always the first thing. And I don't think any player wants to really be seen as selfish. Yeah, and you know what? You're right about the not being selfish. And you know who I blame? Boomer. Well, no, actually. Credit to Boomer. He would have just fucking gone it. You know, if you can say (laughs) one thing good about Boomer, he always took it upon himself, even when he shouldn't have. No, I blame Stevie J and Cam Mooney. Now, we remember years ago when they had that ridiculous goal assist competition and they gave the ball off all the fucking time. And I reckon that was the beginning of goal assists becoming like a... Thing yeah, to judge stat. yourself. Yeah, like yeah. not. It was already. Yeah. It was already a stat. Oh, but it was. But it never really had that. Yeah, sort of. it was. That was the moment where it sort of became. Oh, goal assists are as rewarding as fucking goals. It more so because they're moral goals, but they're not. You know, they. <laughs> the, you don't just get the stat, but you also get the the nice satisfaction. You get to bask in the glow of unselfishness. Yes, you're a team player. You know what? And in that in that respect, bring back the Boomer Harveys, bring back the Kevin Bartlett's. Um, yeah, but I mean, even like Luke Bruce when he was in the middle of that, like well, when he was at the tail end of that um, streak where he kicked so many goals straight without missing, he was starting to only take shots just with that little bit better angle. <laughs> like you know, some of the harder ones he started to pass off. Of That's just whole culture, though, isn't it? <laughs> then even then, there was um, a spell where Mark was basically the best kick on the uh, Eagles list. And it was the same thing. He would take the kick because he felt that he was more likely to kick it than not. And he was starting to get criticised for always taking the kick. I think if you keep missing, though, there's a fair reason to be criticised. Oh, I think think 
anyone who keeps missing. But, like, in his case, he wasn't missing. Yeah. And, you know, some players might have learned the lesson from that and start, oh, I better, I better pass it because I don't want to be called selfish. I thought, like, whilst I don't think the players listen to all the media says, I reckon that kind of stuff probably would get on a few players' nerves if, if they were called selfish. Anything else on that, Cookie? Nope. Just, you know, take responsibility, kick a goal, and try not to jack off to yourself, saying, look at that goal assistant of match review at your club. Who's next? <laughs> I'll go. I've got goo for Nike. They are releasing a self-lacing shoe Ooh. akin to Back to the Future. They're not exactly the same as those those ones that Marty McFly wears, but for a very reasonable $950 a pair, you can have a pair of shoes that sense and mould to the shape of your foot. So I'm excited. This has been a few years coming. That's pretty cool to actually done that. I'm just wondering where my hoverboard is. <laughs> I, was, I was about 10 or 11 when Back to the Future came out, the second one. Oh, and so I, you, would have, you would have actually been looking forward to this shit. Yeah, exactly. I, I was excited as I was going, oh, we're going to have hoverboards. We're going to have holographic sharks coming and eating people. None of that. Nothing at all. <laughs> like the TV screen with the 400 channels. Nothing. <laughs> it's actually pretty much the same as it was back then, except oh, maybe a few little enhancements. Floating cars. Oh, God. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, like they, they, they bought out hoverboards. They're just stupid things that caught fire. <laughs> yeah, and anyone over like 40 kilos couldn't ride on them. <laughs> He'd get all the best stuff. That's some pretty cool goo. Yeah. Who's the first AFL player to be to buy themselves a pair, do we think? I would have said Josh Gibson, but he's no longer an AFL player. Well, you can say Josh Gibson, but why? Because he just seems like one of those guys that puts too much stock in his look and his sort of, you know, his image and wants to be, you know, the have the coolest stuff and be the, you know, flashiest bloke, okay. all that sort of stuff. Well, I got a, I got a more functional reason. For my person, that's Tom Hawkins because he doesn't even bend down to pick up the ball, let alone um, <laughs> let alone tie his let alone tie his own shoelaces. So yeah, I think he I think he's a Monty for these, worth every cent for Tommy Boy. Or Matthew Cruiser because he's probably too dumb to do shoelaces. Can we say that? Yeah, no, you can say that. I don't think there's any rule against saying a football is dumb unless it's <laughs> fake unless it's fake news. I mean, self tying shoes. Wicked. Quite a time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> Got a problem with them? Well, it'd be handy for Michael J. Fox. I mean, just put it out. <laughs> I'll have goo for international footy. Now, I went to Collingwood Geelong on the weekend. I turned up early to watch the Papuans versus the Pluggers. One point game, the Pluggers <laughs> lost, which probably had something to do with it being a grand final and them having St Kilda logos on the back of their jumpers. There were a couple of players, Cookie, who probably could have been more generous in giving the ball off because they fucked up some <laughs> shocking kicks in the last couple of minutes. Like the Papuan guy missed it from running into the open goal from about six metres out, hit the post. Well, I mean, I mean Josh Bruce does that, so... <laughs> Other than the goal kicking, the skill level wasn't too bad. Like it was kind of cool to actually see. I th the standard was better than I thought it would be. It's and it was good fun to watch. Like you, you, you think of overseas football and you think, oh, it's probably pretty garbage standard, mostly rough and tumble. But it was actually, it was actually fairly decent. Although it was the grand final, so that probably says a bit. Mm -hmm. You know, the the general in play foot skills were no worse than Tom Mitchell. So <laughs> they're doing all right. And it was lovely to see. The pluggers get beaten in a close <laughs> game, which I couldn't find any umpiring infringements, but I'm sure if 
Pogger was watching, he would have found a few. That's all I got. Good. That's a good one. I could have had Goo for Jacob Townsend, but I actually commented when I saw that he was playing. Why the fuck is he playing? <laughs> <laughs> this was this was before he kicked a goal, obviously. It's got six goals per game average. That's pretty good. Yeah, I know. I got reminded <laughs> about it when I made that comment. Why the fuck is Townsend <laughs> playing? After the I think it was after goal two every time he touched the footy. So I can't really have that goo, in all honesty. Good conscience. Yeah. Morgs. <laughs> I've got goo for the tears of others. Oh, that's the tears nice. of Mario from Doncaster. <laughs> and the tears of the Richmond faithful, who last week were very sure Dusty was staying and are no longer so sure. <laughs> He's not and going anywhere. And it makes for quality reading the Richmond board. Go over there and peruse the Dustin Martin thread and just watch, watch the absolute Richmond roller coaster of emotion. Up and down and up and down of he's staying, he's going, fuck why is Brad Scott going to New Zealand to see his dad? Oh, mate. It's just a barrel of laughs. I don't give a fuck where he goes. It's all just funny. Will he stay or will he go? <laughs> They've offered them... They've offered all they're going to offer. Why is he still holding out? Because he's not staying. He's staying. He's not staying. I'm absolutely confident he's staying. You can be absolutely confident all you like. He's not. No, he's not going anywhere. And we can match anyway. But you would be stupid to match the amount that is offered. If if North say offer 1.4 million, Richmond aren't matching that. I'm honestly not remotely concerned by any of this. It's a game that's been playing out for a long time and... He'll end up staying. Oh, God, that's what's going to happen. I'm sick of trade week already. <laughs> well, what if you end up trading your coach? <laughs> Look, I don't know. I think it's time for a change, but I don't necessarily think he's a terrible coach. He's not a great coach. I just think it's time for a new voice. I don't know how we ended up in this position that Brad Scott is a desirable appointment for a club like the Gold Coast. I don't no, get, no, I, I don't get it myself either. I don't get like why Brad Scott would be feeling like he'd need to bail on North. Who knows? Like maybe for, from his point of view, it's um, like you know, change of scenery just for his. I know he said that he's that he's got no intention of leaving, and if asked, he'll continue to keep doing the job. But maybe you know, change of environment. Like I mean, these days, eight years or whatever it is in one job, it's quite a long time. I just think, look, I'm not a big fan of him. I'm not, I wouldn't put myself in the hate Brad Scott camp either. I just, I just think, you know, he's had a go. He didn't get, he overrated, I think he overrated our list. But at the same time, he got us two prelims. But his body of work throughout the regular season over his career has been average at best. And I think that's probably your best gauge of where he is as a coach. Just that middle of the ladder, middle of the ladder, fifty percent. Which, yeah, I said that is not good enough for the Gold Coast Suns, and it's probably not bad enough for North to think for be looking at a big change. At least not yet. I don't know. Perhaps you know the tactics and how he goes about the tendencies of the players in terms of how they play or what they do on the field are so set that it might just need a fresh pair of eyes. You know what I mean? And a fresh pair of eyes might pick something out and go, oh, why don't you try doing this? And then all of a sudden you're unlocking potential in players. Because that's probably one thing. And part of that is in our drafting based on our position. I think we've drafted okay, but we've never really had the injection of quality 
in the squad to get those A-grade players. I mean, yes, I, okay, we've used free agency and got some pretty handy players. But at the same time, there's been no, I mean, there's been a handful of players that have achieved more than what probably was projected for them, but there's probably a lot more players that haven't achieved as much. It'd be interesting to see what happens. Personally, I think he'll stay. I can't see him going. I think, like you said, I don't think he'd, I don't think he'd really want to tackle the Gold Coast situation either. I don't see why the Gold Coast would want him. He's got a reputation of being a good operator, but I think it's a little bit over the top. I think the only thing more baffling was the suggestion that that Collingwood would want Ross Lyon, but presumably that only came from Ross Lyon. But surely nobody else still believes that. No. Yeah, you know, Brad Hardy does. Brad Hardy believes Stupid bulldog fuck. I don't know what the answer for the Gold Coast is, but I'm pretty certain it ain't Brad Scott. I'd sooner them have a go with Mark Voss than I think I'm Voss has ruled himself out. Finally, finally bring some flavour to the Q clash. If Voss <laughs> Crazy Vossy at the trade table. Yeah, you, you can have you can have Ablett. How about you take Ablett and Lynch? <laughs> for, for, for Stephen Motlop. He never got ripped off in trades. Like the Fed trade and a lot of them were pretty aggressive trades, but you wouldn't say that he gave up you know, gave up a um a great player for his club. He gave oh, up his job. Yeah, okay. Like his you know, he went aggressive on him, but there was nothing like there was nothing that people were saying, Oh, like there were no Terry Wallace um Jordan McMahon for pick nineteen type trades. Well he but he also pissed off Riscatelli, who won their BNS yeah, he did. and, and, and insulted him so much that he fucked off. Yeah. So there is there is that and then there Bradshaw was basically finished against, but, but it still probably didn't help their culture. Bradshaw picking mm. like it. It probably had the. Sometimes you can make bad trades for your culture. Yeah. Oh, look. In that respect, you yeah. But like all I was basically saying was there was no trade where he really got at the time where you were thinking you know that somebody paid overs or unders. Mm. Yes, there's all that other flow on stuff that you're talking about. But well, unless he got Matt McGuire for free, he paid overs. <laughs> Same for Xavier Clark. Oh, or Eamon Buchanan, like, he paid for all of those. Hang on, I may have gone off a bit too early. And lastly, penal, goo or tears? Oh, just tears for losing to Carlton. I mean, Carlton, fuck's sake. Made so much good progress in the second half of the year, and then to undo it all by losing to Carlton. Like, they're meant to be tanking. We lost and now you, you can't finish above us. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Nightmare uh, averted. You, you cookied that last week, didn't you? I didn't dare to check the uh, first round pick thread on the Saints board, but there would have been a lot of goo, a lot of goo going there. Let's go to the reviews, and we will begin with the Colas beating the Crowbots. What a fantastic game of football! Fi- genuinely finals esque. Yeah, it was, it was pretty contested. Friday night football at its best. Yeah. Apart from the Channel 7 coverage of it, it was an enjoyable oh, game. Fucking watch. gecko hands. What the fuck was with that? <laughs> oh, I'm just sick of it. It's just... Way to ruin but, a fucking game. How do people like, not get angry but with just being treated like morons? I usually have it on mute, so that's a good mm. start. Yeah. What was the thing about BT in the bath? I was talking about bubble bath and shit. He said that he flew over in the morning and had a bath and shit. Did he drink the water? In the middle of the game, he's talking about it. It was fucking funny. Fucking one of the best games of the year, and BT's talking about bubble bath. 
Jesus Christ. Fucking flog. And the problem is that, okay, there'd be a small vocal minority that actually likes this shit. Yeah, fucking we know of one of them. Penal, you cunt. It was really (laughs) funny, the bubble bath thing. What context? Yeah, like, what was funny about it? In such a game, what context is there that that becomes... Enhancing oh, entertainment. Loosen up, you oh, fucking fuck. It's it the game's entertaining time. enough. This wasn't fucking Carlton. He was having on a good Friday time. nights a couple of years oh, ago. Boy, oh boy, where are we? Imagine the bubbles. <laughs> good boy. Fucking hope they drown him next time he has one. Imagine him and Richo in the bath together. <laughs> <laughs> roaming baths with B two. Oh, roaming bubble baths. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Which player do you reckon would put the Darcy wear his gloves in the bar? Luke Darcy naked is an image I don't want to think of. So BT naked is an image I don't want to think of. (laughs) Just don't think of it then. It's all very funny. Anything else on the Colas vs. Crowbots? Straight kicking surprisingly wins you games. Take notes and Kilda. That's your preseason goal. Adelaide really, they, they could have won by it. You know, a reasonable margin, and oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. Um, but like, like everyone said, it was a really enjoyable game to watch. What a choke, though. Eddie Betts should have iced that game with that one that dribbled just wide of the post. It was, it was mm. by Eddie standards. It wasn't a difficult shot, and it would have put him sixteen up, and that probably would have been enough. Yeah, but he didn't get it done, and it was interesting to see, despite the quality of the game, almost the spud off between Tippett and Jenkins to see who could be more of a liability for their side. Now that was a contest within a contest, and I think Jenkins actually won or lost, depending on how you <laughs> view it. Yeah, I mean Tippett actually did a couple of good things. Not saying that he was, you know, a superstar or worth even an eighth of what he's he being paid. Goal, didn't he? Yeah. Which is, I think, more than we can say for Jenkins. Or did Jenkins get out the back for one? Josh no, he definitely got out the back for one, I think. He, no, he got, a, he got out the back and got a soft free when they were both. That's right, yeah. And then there were like 10 of those. All the 50-50s went to the Crows. Damien according to their board. Was, mm-hmm. Damien Hardwick was right. <laughs> hometown umpiring is a big deal. Oh, they, <laughs> but they didn't get the ones that mattered. The fucking 50-metre penalty. That was just looking after the Coles, wasn't it? That was absurd. The umpire at that contest was going to call it holding yeah. the ball. The non-officiating umpire should fucking shut his mouth. No, 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 yeah. no. no, no. Believe it or not, the closer one was actually non-controlling. He should have just fucking blown the whistle. Why? Why was the closer one non-controlling? Because the other one hadn't handed it over. It's really... It's a really weird thing, but apparently that's how it was. But surely common sense comes in. You go, that guy, that guy's played on. I don't care if no one's said play on. No one's complaining. He's played on. Everybody understands it. And even even Callum Mills is smashing the ground and shit. Like, fucking not even you, Ruse if, could defend it. If you take a half step and the guy on the mark goes too early, then okay, fair enough, 50. Mm. Uh, but he was like five metres off his line. And fucking... Yeah. If Eddie hadn't just been standing in front of him and he had kicked it into him, it would have been play on. Because he just drops the ball before an umpire says play on, it would be fine. But because the umpire hadn't said play on, despite the fact that he had taken multiple steps, uh, it's shit. It's shit. It's against, goes against the spirit of the game. Yeah, I agree. It's feel for the game, isn't it? Yeah. Which, you know, those of us who've played the game 
and I think that's all of the series. Yeah, that includes me, <laughs> Those of us who played the game all understand that that's play on. You just you just know. Yeah. The umpire might not react, and sometimes you'll get lucky on those, but, but really, in some situations, that shouldn't be, and that shouldn't be a thing in a close game but, like but that. But at least, like, the AFL come, came out and copped their whack and said, yeah, this one was just a howler, because yeah, well, norm- normally they defend it by saying... Uh, well, it was technically there. He didn't uh, call play on. <laughs> yeah, it's but, like, yeah, like they technically said, they actually have the wiggle room on this one and they didn't go yeah. there. They, they just said the correct decision in this case would have been to call play on. And then ball. Yeah, that's, he should have called that sh- and then we wouldn't be talking about it. Yeah, like then... even even just call play on late, even after the tackle's spilled free, just go play on. Does yeah. anyone really know? Like it's sort of, you could argue that on delay that, you know, by the time the thought gets to your mouth they are umpires no one expects them to be sharp <laughs> i think that like you said it wasn't like a a step or two off the line it was a good five yeah. steps off the line he should have been able to yes i know just, but, but well, just make a late call make it to get through that <laughs> we we all know that most of the umpires operate on delay it's unfortunately we thought they operated on adelaide delay but <laughs> they actually operated on uh, perth delay on this one well we talking <laughs> we talking perth delay in two hours or adelaide delay in two decades well, the two decades joke works just as well for Perth as well. So. <laughs> Top, you know, you probably got, you know, you're probably high on ice as well. So reaction times are going to be a bit slower as well. So Chris Yaron's an umpire. Now. <laughs> now that's a brave comeback story I could get behind. Chris Yaron as an umpire, be more brave than the fucking bombers. <laughs> Next game, Melbourne barely avoided a choke yeah. against the Bryans. Like, could you imagine if Melbourne actually got over St Kilda last week and actually? went, hang on, driver's seat for finals, and then fucked it by losing to Brisbane. And it took a good story from Jesse Hogan to get him there, too. Yeah, they were nearly Melbourne. It. Still a decent game. I mean, I thought this game yeah. would be shit, but it turned out to be probably... Probably the second or third best game of the round. Yeah. The collective just pants-shitting that would have been going on by Melbourne supporters <laughs> when, uh, when Brisbane closed it right up on them would have been great. They'd just be like... Ah, oh, here we go again. The, the cheese platters would have been trembling. It was good to see Hogan step up. I think the way he oh. did play a fantastic game and, and the pedo bear dance, mate, finished it off too. David King's moral AA Ruckman. What, he actually went with this? He said that eight weeks he played in the Ruck was on AA form for this year. What a statistically. Oh, which, is all, which is all King sees numbers. Um, fucking hell. Well, I re- honestly reckon he's just being fed all this stuff to say. Well, no, he clearly listens to us. This is an established thing. King, <laughs> now, King, now King is borrowing his points from Dan and going, hang on, how good has Pedersen been? He goes, oh, shit, look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. Um, hang on, I think... I think someone posted this in the in the thread. What if David King is actually Dan? <laughs> That'd that, be disturbing. That would explain more than I want to have explained right now. <laughs> All right, we'll move move on to the end of which dream will we go with first? Hawthorne. <laughs> this was well, not a good story. Twelve years in the making. This one. Not a good story at all. Carlton save beating you for the lolsiest occasion in that time frame too, I think. Just when you were dreaming of a finals Bradbury. <laughs> Denied. Well, yeah, the way that they were talking, I'm not, so, not sure about you, uh, Penal, but the way a lot of the Hawks fans were talking is that as if that game was an absolute Monty for them and, you know, they were looking 
looking to the week after and sort of doing all the sums and sort of thinking, well, if I, we can... I had already booked my flights to Sydney in week one of the finals. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am looking well, like a fool right now. It's the second year in a row that um, Carlton have actually killed off the desperate last-ditch attempt to make finals. They did to Melbourne last year, too, when all of a sudden Melbourne looked like Bradbury in their way in. And then they fucked up <laughs> oh, against yeah, Carlton. That's right, because Mel- Melbourne beat us and then lost to Carlton the next yeah, week. Yeah, and, and it was actually looking like, of all the results to go, because I think North did lose their last two to the Giants and yeah. somebody yeah. else. And it was like Melbourne only had yeah. to beat Carlton and Geelong. So it was almost coming down to least likely result of that was if Melbourne beat Geelong and Geelong, I think, were locked in that Melbourne would play finals. But no, Melbourne couldn't get past Carlton. And, you know, Hawthorne's too busy thinking about, oh, can Essendon, can the Gold Coast or someone or Frio beat Essendon? And then, hey, you know, they run the table and then you lost to Carlton. Yeah. A bit like James Sicily losing his shit. Oh, he, that was... he copped the raw deal though from the umpires. Like when it's not your night, it's really not your night. Like fucking Carlton player could have pulled out a gun and shot Sicily <laughs> in the head, and the umpire would have paid a free kick to Carlton the way that game. But do you reckon he, do you reckon he, he made that bed for himself though with his carry on previously? I, I I reckon he has. Well, oh. that's the thing. Like I mean, the first couple of times it happened for him, I actually laughed my ass off. But then it started to get actually a bit feeling sorry for him. I don't know whether that's because I'm particularly sensitive, but like, yeah, okay, he probably he probably got the rough end. A, just means you have a heart, unlike the fucking heartless campaigners on the bay that were just happy to see a good man who'd done absolutely nothing wrong get dicked by the umps all night. The boy who cried wolf, it finally caught up with him. He's he's been he's been whinge whinge whinge, you know, moan 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 yeah. moan. Nothing. When Valentine kicks a ball in his face, which is totally legal, and mouthing off over that, and then all of a sudden he starts to get some dodgy treatment and sucks mm. it up like he's not the first one. JJ got it for weeks on end. Surely Will Langford was there to kiss him better. Oh, he had a few shanks, didn't he? No, he fucking kicked a set shot goal. Like he we kicked were in... one, but he kicked a couple. He missed a couple of sitters, didn't he? No, that was probably everyone else on the team. Like this was just a this is a night of uh, all the streaks being broken. Like you had the oh, okay. fourteen game win streaks got broken. Uh, Langford's run of uh, thirteen, I think, set shots in a row without scoring a goal. Thirteen that got broken. <laughs> then you had Jed Lamb playing well. Yeah, someone um I can't remember. One of the commentators reckons. On that performance, like, because clearly he hasn't really done a lot this season. He's played most of the games, but he's got himself another year on his contract with this performance. I can't what, remember. For, what, for getting under Sicily's skin? Yeah, and he had a good game. Like, oh, I mean, fuck, the degree of difficulty on that. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, just have one good game and you've got yourself another contract. I don't it know. Is Carlton. I that, yeah, but I'm... Um... No, because if he was good at Carlton, he'd be traded. <laughs> Because he's a forward, right? Especially if you yeah. get goals. Yeah, actually, the, the Carlton list manager's probably running running their thumb over that performance guy. And fuck, he kicked two goals. Better trade him out. Yeah, I think we should talk about the real good news story out of the game was that uh, Jager came back and played and didn't get injured again, which is And did nothing. Good. Oh, he, he had a few good hands. So, he, so in other words, Morgzy was physically there. Yeah, he was, wasn't there in spirit because you didn't show any. Did you check? Did you see um, Tommy Alvin in the rooms afterwards? Still rocking the long hair, looking like an extra from the Choir Boys or something. What I didn't see was a decent Silvani either. He's not very good at football. Jack, 
Yeah, if he's his name too is small. Spears, Way too he small. Be playing. Yeah, he's he does have a bit of the air of father son getting gifted games. Oh, it is nepotism at its finest. He's not even that good. His dad works at the club too, so it's going to be a really awkward time when the list management becomes an issue. In, I, I'm going to put timeline on it two years from now, after four years, if he hasn't shown a great deal. I think he's too small. I think that's a lot of his problem. I'm, he's just average. I think he's got some decent attributes. Average size, average pace, average ability. There's no standout attribute. If he was a coach, he'd be Brad Scott. If you've got someone that's just average in all aspects, you've got to find a role for him. And so, uh, But he's a stable mate for his brother, isn't he, if, really? Stable pony. Collingwood did it. They drafted two shit yeah. folks before they got the good one. That worked out well. Well, it did. Isn't... Oh, he won your premiership. Well, yeah. he was did... influential. No, he didn't win us a premiership. Oh, sorry, Nick Maxwell. Nathan Buckley's um, defensive Our team did. won a premiership. We're not some fucking ridiculous piece of shit premiership winning side that was won on fluke by one person. No, but he was a he was a big part of that season. Oh, That's so was Brent McCaffer. Yeah, but like you were so saying... So was Jared Blair, Morgs. Yeah, when he was 47. She just stayed number 47. Fucking shit truck. <laughs> I hope that this is his last game this week and I never have to see that little midget again unless he's in someone's front yard. Oh, <laughs> oh he angers me. Anyway, Zavani's not very comfortable. He hasn't got anything and he'll never be Maybe you could uh, turn him into a tagger or something because, like Vesti pointed out, taggers are just failed forwards or midfielders. Poor lamb. Gone already. We kicked him out already. <laughs> Nothing else on that game. No, it was good to see him win. Yeah, it was good to see Hawthorne booted. It was a good story. Like, when when there was less than a minute to go and the supporters knew that they had it and they were jumping up and down like lunatics. That, that was cool. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, and that sort of stuff, when you see it, you go, look, oh, that's nice for them sort of thing. But to be honest, it was, it was a lower table tie beating a... Lower mid-table side. Average so, versus I mean, shit. Yeah, it wasn't really like the big boil mm. over, although, I mean, obviously a lot of people would have thought Hawthorne were the favourites, but it wasn't like the big sort of shock result yeah. that a lot of people made out, in my opinion. Oh, I, I guess it, it was a shock because of the, the tanking talk. And, um, oh, that's a good point. They'd lost like 10 games in a row prior to this one. There was only one player on Carlton's list that had beaten Hawthorne before. Or one, one player that had played for Carlton and beaten Hawthorne before. Simpson? Yeah. Not even Murphy and Gibbs had beaten Hawthorne before. And that just shows in the attitude of the supporters, like, you sad old fucks that have to, like, cheer after a meaningless round 22 win like you've won the grand final just because you haven't had any success for 15, 20 years. Yeah, fucking get a life, mates. (laughs) It's still had more success than you. Get used to this penal. This is your club's next era. Speaking of teams that are out of the finals race, uh, Morgs, the dogs are finally cooked. Oh, well, I can't wait till we get to the predictions thing and everyone goes, oh, Morgs said the dogs have missed the eight. Surprise. Hashtag Morgs was right. Eat a bag of dicks. All the dicks that have ever been. I think everyone knew you were right for a while. It's not like this is the big crowning moment. No, but she said it before the season started. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. I I didn't just jump on two weeks ago and like, nah, the dogs are cooked. I was like, nah, the dogs are cooked before a game was played. You know why? (laughs) Because this is what 
insipidness occurs in a club that has achieved nothing in its lifetime and they finally get a tiny taste of it and they're like, that'll do, that'll do. No, no, I don't need to try anymore. You fucking Well, Geelong didn't do that, though. Isn't that what Pendlebury did? (laughs) (laughs) No, we made the finals the next year. We didn't just make the finals the next year, we made the grand final. So, no, that's not what Pendlebury did. But um, I'm just going to point out, we've had, a, like the off season. we've had a game that was played in the vicinity of Sue's, and it's, was Sue's on the coverage. Don't That's go to crap. games. Oh. I tuned into this uh, game expecting her to be the goal umpire. Like, <laughs> I had no, no reason for that... expecting that, but I just expected it. Why? She's still recovering from her <laughs> arm injury. Her broken elbow. <laughs> Literally, she must have had an arm replacement. <laughs> Still recovering. She's only at the point where she can under umpire under 13 girls or something. But, yeah, no, nothing else out of the Ballarat game. Jonah's got three weeks. Oh, yeah, I'm amazed they got his name right. They know who he is now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now, I bet, now he wishes they didn't. Yeah, I, bet, I, bet Tony jo- I bet Tony Jones made a big deal about it on the Sunday, too. Yeah, um, I reckon they all, like, all the, all the uh, journos have gone, fuck this guy, he's going to go. We're going to make sure of this one. Yeah, what a sniping count. You know, okay. Yeah, fucking Homsh or whatever was walking around going, make sure they know it was Jonas, not fucking me. <laughs> Probably into the games that don't matter now. GWS beat West Coast fairly comfortably. Eagles, once again, dream over for them. They're cooked. They're going desperation with Nat Nui coming back this week, but I don't think it's going to make a difference. For most of the game, Eagles were competitive. It was the last, probably half of the last quarter where they really lost it. That said, you know, most people would have thought that that was going to happen. Mm. Another late quarter fade out on their part. Josh Kelly is immense. Oh, yeah. They're just in nowheresville. Same criticisms, same problems. Yeah. And they, I think they're in for a world of hurt in a couple of years. Probably I next agree year. with you. I don't think they've drafted that well in recent years. McGovern, they need to... McGovern's the only one that's really makes me go, okay, he's pretty good, but it's, you know, in that age bracket. Yeah, I mean, look, from all reports, this Venables guy that they drafted, it's going to be quite good, but he's injured. And they'll, they've got a couple of players that look okay, but I don't I don't see it. Yeah, it's, it's, that... it's more do Duggan and Sheed actually take the step up, and I'm not sure. Yeah, Gaff's going to step I, up I too, think, and I'm not sure about I that think either. They'll be they'll be in the wilderness for for a couple of years, just in. I just no I just land. can't see where the grunt in that team's no. going to come from now. They're, they're about to lose their two gone. best midfielders. Got no one who can take their next step up. The forward line and it's so getting Ken, old. Well, Kennedy and McGovern will probably carry them to enough wins to. Oh no, I mean finish, look, not finish bottom four, but they're going to be in that doldrums of being like 12th, 13th for a couple of years, I reckon, unless they nail the drafts. If they get a good draft pick, they just have to pick the best big-body midfielder they can if the opportunity yep. arises. Absolutely. If there yeah. is a Martin or a Wines or a, Go- you know what, even a fucking power puffer there, <laughs> even with his disposal efficiency, just fucking do it. Just do it. Yeah, you just you need those players. And I mean, you know, Adam Simpson was probably exactly like that as a player. You know, he never had the best foot skills, but he was just that guy that could get the ball. Dependable. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people in Perth, are hanging shit on Matty Prudis, as you guys know. And 
Really? They're going to see what happened. They're going to miss him. Yeah. yeah. That thread's not over yet. <laughs> it's <laughs> just beginning. Oh my, he had like 30 disposals and two, two goals. So that's the a, that's it's his best though. game in a long time. And I bet you there are people begging for him now to unretire yeah. and play on next yeah. year just because they realised how fucked they're going to be without him. Yeah, well, I mean, like, looking at the, I mean, all the talk in the media over this last half of the year is, oh, they need to play the kids, and they need to do this, and they need to do that. They brought in Pritis, Josh Hill, I can't remember who else, but they actually looked a lot better as a team. Like, they, like I said, for most part of the game, they were competitive and looked a lot better and a lot harder at the ball than they have for a little while. But, yeah, like, it's just... Yeah, there's going to be absolutely no grunt next year and there's going to be a lot of angry West Coast fans because they don't usually tolerate staying like, well, out of the finals they, for long. They're just very lucky that Frio are an absolute basket case and will still be below them. They just have to nail the draft because I don't think there's anyone on the on the trade table that they could get that would improve them, like midfielders. And the thing is they, no. they keep adding players that are just like the cream on top, like Jetta and Reddit. Even if they add Mitch McGovern, like... He's just another forward to be the cream yeah. on top. He's not going to train. Yeah, someone, someone's got to win the ball first. Nat Nui will make him better, but hopefully they're well, they're well aware that he papers over the midfield cracks when he plays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean their midfield's good, because we're seeing when he's not there just how good they really are. Because a good midfield wins it without a Ruckman. Say what you want about Geelong, they don't have a Ruckman. Yeah. Um, do you think maybe Anthony Miles might be a sniffed out they could do worse i reckon I they reckon can have pressed you if they want <laughs> i think we've talked enough about this game haven't we yeah i mentioned geelong a second ago they overran the pies morgues if this wasn't a reality check for the cheat grounders i don't know what is if you think that you can bring that kind of <laughs> gameplay that kind of intensity to the biggest stage of the all, you're in trouble you're not contenders just like the collingwood music troll said you're pretenders yeah, yeah. um i i'm not 100 percent sold on geelong and even that like i was surprised that they won last week but it's hard to be sold on a team that is reliant on so few to do it for them yeah i mean they're probably not as flaky as some teams that's the only reason why and it, because it is somewhat of an even year at this stage, you know, they've got a chance, obviously, because they're in the top four. But, yeah, this, I'm... This, this Geelong side would be lucky to scrape into eighth, like, <laughs> a couple of years ago, when the competition was a much higher standard. Yeah. The, yeah, it's going to be tough. Just... That Geelong side, if they're going to go out in straight sets, they're not good enough. Like, I mean, they've got 14 wins and a draw, yeah, but, no, nah, they just don't rate them. It was concerning that Collingwood only kicked, was it three goals after quarter time? Yep. Collingwood kicked three goals after quarter time. Geelong only beat them by 14 points. 11 points. 11, sorry. So make of that what you will. I hmm. make of that that Geelong are not very good at football. Well, that's what I'll say. I don't think that sort of shit's going to get it done against the Giants or the Crows. No. Absolutely not. Especially I think any team that sort of, if they, like, you know, if you had their, had them in a prelim, I reckon you'd be pretty happy. Yeah, because well, it, it would be played at a real ground. Yeah, no, I guess their best hope is to just try and face the, the Giants in the finals at their cheat ground and see if they can fluke anything based on that. They won't get a final at the cheat ground, though, because um, 
the way it's looking, there will only be two finals in Melbourne for the entire three weeks leading up to the grand <laughs> final. We will host one and Geelong will host one. Geelong might get into second place to host two, but either way, there will not be enough for the AFL to say, yes, send it down the highway because they yeah, have the MCC agreement and they just have the football agreement with, that's the only game in Victoria. They're not going to send that to Geelong. People will go and watch Geelong and the Giants. They'll still get 45,000 just because the neutrals will have no other choice that week. Yeah, no, I cannot wait to go on the Giants. Packages will... There's big, big sound from the west of the town. It's the sound of the mighty Giants. Really getting into games that really don't matter. St Kilda got a win over North pretty comfortably. North are playing like a side who cannot wait for the last game to be over. Well, you, you sort of... You sort of do want to turn up next week because there's a, there's a little bit on the line. Yeah. The spoon bowl. The spoon yeah. bowl. This is just a, this game is just a setup for that. Well, I don't know that you can say that it's no excuse and you're right to a certain degree that we're playing backups of backups in a lot of positions and it's just like you know, you can see the end but oh, it's just been like they just play bereft of confidence. They're just they're bereft of com- confidence. They're bereft of talent in positions. As soon as Nielsen went down on yeah. Sunday night, you uh, you were just screwed. Yeah. And not because he's any good, but he was just a tall that you couldn't afford to lose. Exactly, yeah. And he's, you know, I mean, I, I just think it's the fatigue of so many young kids having to fill spots for such an extended period of time. Like I said, I don't buy into the whole tanking. I don't either. Excuse. Bullshit. I think it's. I think it's really actually quite disrespectful to think that a player's not going to go out there and try the role. Oh, but it's never been about players. Well, yeah, I know. If you have have a look at the Jordan McMahon response when he kicked that goal after the start, it's never been about the players not trying. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a coach doing what fucking Melbourne did in the Jordan McMahon game. Yeah. Which yeah, we, and that we was, barely beat them, and they were tanking, which is hard. embarrassing. Yeah. But, but I mean. All right, Lagrell, I got a question. Yeah. Which of these kids that have played this year is any good? Or who do you get rid of off the North list this year? Todd Goldstein. Of the oh, okay, sorry. So you're saying of everyone on the list, who's who's to go? Uh, who do you get rid of? Lachlan Hansen. Yeah, Lindsay, if we can get a trade. Wouldn't you just um, get rid of Lindsay oh, anyway? Oh no, he's got another year. Oh boy. Andrew Swallow. Well, yeah, Andrew Swallow, I reckon. Um and I actually think He's been okay in the second half. No, I think he's been fine. Maybe maybe if Bossy goes to Gold Coast, you can send Lindsay up there. I, I guess you would try and tra- trade uh, Andrew to the Gold Coast for a half-eaten yeah. packet of twisties or something. Yeah, oh, or a pick-up grade or something like that. Um, I have a Bob Legend, former going. captain. I think, look... Majak? I'd be trading Todd. I'd see what Majak could fetch. Aaron Mullet? No, no, not Aaron <sighs> Um, I think Aaron Mullet, if everyone's fit, if everyone's fit, he probably finds himself um, uh, in the top five players in your team. Fuck off. We're not talking about the adorable um, squad here, Morgs. Yeah, no, he'll he'll find himself playing reserves. I think. No, he won't. I swear to God, if you think Ryan Clark deserves a spot on an AFL list, you've got no fucking idea. Oh, this is where she He's was like going. Braided, yeah, no, I know. Like Braden Maynard times a hundred on the retard scale. He's Look, fucking awful. Yeah, I don't. I, I haven't. I'm not on his. That I'm not giant on his forehead. Fuck anymore. I will cry. He's terrible. 
that hair is a bit weird, isn't it? Oh, it's like he should be 60 years old. How far <laughs> the tide's gone back. Oh, shave it off. <laughs> but, I mean, up. look, fitness, you're probably going to have Sam Wright if he, if he ever gets fit, and that's a big question. Oh, um, Sam Wright from Katamatai. Yeah, Ben Jacobs, same deal. Ed Vickers-Willis. I just think Mullet gets squeezed out. I don't necessarily say that Clark is a lot and fucking... Yeah, Aaron Mullet has proven more than fucking Sam Wright from Katamatai. I think we've had enough on the North list. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to go too in-depth because I could oh, get... We're not going in-depth. We're going Ryan Clark. You've been voted off the island. To be honest, I can't see him getting delisted as much as you wanted. But... That's it. I'm melting my membership and I'm so, not very so, yes. I was going to say he's North Melbourne's Jared Blair. He's not going anywhere. You're yeah, right. He's not but... going anywhere. Yeah, he does... Like, he does have some attributes, but then again, he, yeah, I, I, I think I'm getting where Morgs is coming at. I think he's, he's a butcher yeah. of the football. Yeah, yeah. He's I, I, slow, he's weak. He's Jack oh, Silvani. God, he's everything you don't want in a football. Do you, see any scope, do you want to see any scope for improvement, though? You think if he gets used to well, the There's got to be scope for improvement when you're starting from such a low base. Okay. Whack. Two games okay. that don't matter to go. Richmond smash the poofs. Back-to-back 100-point losses How's for Freo and Dev only... Dev had, like, the four biggest losses this season. How's Ross Lyon working the radio. out for you? <laughs> like, fair dinkum. We were losing that game at quarter time. Yeah, it's like a 110-point turnaround in three quarters. <laughs> and this is the first time in Fremantle's history, and let's not forget that the first 10 or 12 years of their history were, like, utter crap and almost Fitzroy level. First time they've turned up three times in one season and it's with master coach at the helm. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Fitzroy because if you take out the Giants, the last team we beat by 100 points was Fitzroy <laughs> in their last game in Melbourne, I think it was. We absolutely smacked them, you know, when they were an ab- when they were a spent force. Like, they were basically cooked, and we beat them by 100 points. And so, in effectively 20 years, apart from beating up on a weak Giants team, we haven't done that to anyone until now. So, Fremantle, mm. that's pathetic. And you let Jacob Townsend kick six goals. Like, he kicked four in his career before that or something they said. I didn't see this coming. I thought we'd win comfortably. I wasn't prepared to guarantee it, though. But, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I, I could have I could have seen, like, maybe... Ten. Ten goals. Being, like, yeah, like 90 to 30 or something. Yeah. Didn't expect Richmond to just pile them on. No, I, we don't normally score that freely. It shows you that Fremantle's defence is shocking and, you know, you take Zach Dawson out and that just goes to shit. Yeah, it's a, it's a real shame that they did not give him a farewell game at yeah. Subi. <laughs> we might bring him back next week to avoid the hat-trick, though. <laughs> Who are they playing? Essendon. It's possible. Essendon can ski pretty well. And Essendon yeah. are the kind of club they, that could really they, rack it up. And they technically still need to kind of fight West Coasts for percentage, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Look, it just pathetic. Lion, it just shows that the whole Lion offering himself to Collingwood was basically, like, you may as well have been us offering ourselves to Gold Coast for what it was worth. We are just to walk up there and say, give us the job. Like, that's about Lion offering himself to Collingwood at the moment. That's how low his stocks are. It's like, reputation, I guess, is very rapidly running out. Like, even mid-season, when they had lost about six or seven games in a row and questions were being asked the narrative was still oh no he's still the master coach he'll be the right man to rebuild him but now you just you just can't see it getting better there's no evidence 
that he can rebuild a team. His history at St Kilda suggests quite the opposite. And and his his game style is just completely passed him by. Like it's one thing to teach a team the fundamentals of defence, stop them getting scored against heavily when you got a young side and they're developing, which uh, I guess is what he's trying to do. Not very well though. You got McCart- you had McCartney at the Dogs and Bolton at Carlton kind of using that defensive thing. You've got a young team. Let's make sure we get the defensive basics right. But there's nothing about Lyon that suggests that once they've got the young players got doing the fundamentals right, that he's going to be able to Release kick on and get a, get them back into finals. Yeah, agreed. I think we've talked too much about Freo. They're, they're disgusting. We need to go back to the days where we don't lose. talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> It is good watching them lose by 100 points, and it's worth talking about it. It is. This season has been Ross Lyons' football equivalent of the GFC. (laughs) His stocks have tumbled. (laughs) Let's go to the last of the games, Essendon, Pete, the Suns, and up. Anything? No. No. I watched this game because I was watching us. I wish I was watching Essendon. Did not matter. Talking points time, and we will begin with the prince who never stopped people talking about him for long or him talking about himself for long. The movie, it's here, it's here on SBS On Demand. It's not good enough for the main channel. <laughs> Peretio Mumba. Or even like a general airing date. It's yeah. got to be, yeah, got to stream it. Not SBS, not SBS 2 or SBS Vice or fucking whatever. <laughs> SBS On Demand, and that is it. Oh, God. Now, where do we want to begin with this? Do we see a sphinxing chair? That's what I want to see first. We have to watch it. That's the thing. Everyone's bagging the crap out of it. But you know it's going to be one of the most highest rating things. Well, yeah. Everyone wants to know just how bad it's going to be. Exactly. I want to know how self-indulgent one man can be. Yeah, like, I love the story of him walking into... Nathan Buckley's office and telling him he lacked emotional intelligence. Oh, just, just the fly on the wall in that situation where like <laughs> Buckley's a Buckley's a pretty good, pretty composed media performer, but there's no cameras there, so he doesn't have to choose his words carefully. I reckon it's one of those things. I don't think he would have said a word. He would have just been staring Slared. him down, and just like you could almost see the flames in his eyes. Just ready, like just. Ready, went and had a cry because he was he's, he was ignored. <laughs> yeah, see, I called him emotionally <laughs> unintelligent, and he didn't even answer me. He didn't acknowledge me. So disrespectful. I have feelings, I have feelings I'll, and opinions too. I'll be, I'll be watching this just for the uh, for the stabbing scene in Brazil. <laughs> I'm interested in the fuzzy situation. <laughs> <laughs> Have I turned my girlfriend into a lesbian? The George Costanza of the ASL world. Morgs, you had it. You had something you wanted to add on this particular subject. I did. Chimp. <laughs> oh, I refuse to believe that anybody actually called him that as a nickname, and that it, nobody said this is not okay. Like, I just absolutely yeah. refuse yeah. to believe that this happened. The nickname being Chimp. And like, I'm very aware that Les was a nickname that, that offended Harry on behalf of somebody else. Like, Harry was offended that somebody else was called Les, and I get why that would be offensive to that person or whatever, but I just don't believe that anyone called him Chimp. No, that's bullshit. It, it would seem 
terribly unlikely that that would have been an endemic thing at the club. That would have been have a story. Not get out. Yeah, it would have gotten out and it would have been... As if, like, people go to training, people go to games. Do you think that nobody ever heard someone once call out chimp? To, <laughs> as if that wouldn't have been a thing. No way did that happen. And seriously, if the only person you can get to corroborate your story is Shay fucking McNamara. Was no stu- way. Yes, with a stupid first American pie who got sent home because he didn't want to try hard enough he and was only interested, only interested in signing fucking shoe deals. Fuck right off, Harry. You are both self-serving, self-important scumbags. Liar Opportunist the is the word, I think. We got a new liar of the year front runner, Morg. Yeah, fucking Shay McNamara and Harry o- Heritier <laughs> O'Brien, whatever the fuck his name is, Lamumba. Her- joint award. And then you can both fuck off back into the I, I, can't, I hadn't heard that part about Shay McNamara. Jesus Christ. If- yeah, Shay McNamara posted on his Facebook. Well, mm. this is just recent or? It was today. Oh, today. Oh, just saying, oh, yeah, by the way, what Harry was saying is completely true or something Yeah, like, like this is this is, this is is the guy who was, you know, handled his exit from Collingwood with about as much... Oh, grace. Grace. <laughs> grace and dignity is uh, Mrs. Boomer at the local preschool. Also, he didn't really, um, he didn't really cover himself in glory leaving Melbourne either. Oh, Reti, yeah, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, he tried to sue them and then they realised yeah. that there was no brain to harm. <laughs> well, I reckon they, I reckon he was banking on, hey, well, look, he's saying this shit. He's got to be off his fucking tree. He might have a problem. might have a point here. Yeah, the doctor <laughs> suggested it to him and said, have you ever considered you might be concussed, Harry? Seriously, what the so thinking, picking this idiot up? It's not like we sold him a Chris Yaron Lemon. <laughs> we didn't roll gold no, package him up as in put a bow on him and go, yeah, this is A-OK for trade. Uh-uh. They were getting rid of Mitch Clark. They probably still thought they yeah, were doing okay. Yeah, he posted videos on our thing of him talking about being the prince who had the last laugh, and they still took him. I think we'll be yeah. the ones laughing last after this comes out, though. Oh, I have laughed the whole time. Why would you pick Harry O'Brien as a player to do a documentary on to begin with, though? Someone's looking for the fucking... We, we said this before last year. It's like the mockumentary, but it's real. It's like it's the... <laughs> the fucking everyone wants to watch a train wreck. Yeah. So obviously yeah. someone has had the idea that people watch Carl Pil- Pilkington for a reason. As silly mm. as this is, be it'd be pretty fucking brilliant in a weird, sad. But way. surely, I mean, what what's SBS showing that they couldn't have put this on one of the channels and got re- advertising revenue for it? Fucking cause... anything else? Chinese no. titty movies. Yeah, but no, like seriously, like what? Like, we're, we're all taking the piss out of it, and we all know it's a piece of shit. But we're all to a person going to be watching it. Yeah, I, th- I think SBS are actually emphasising their broadcast standards and that they just cannot do yeah. this. This is just so below the line that it's better for their credibility to not even put this on TV. Yeah, just put it on, on demand. Here you go, Harry. But, you know... They don't even want the ratings for it. They don't no. want to be fucking associated with it. They don't want to put it on their main channel and be asked, why did you wear this, the ridiculous Heretier? documentary i guess yeah how's the part where he apparently went to eddie's office after the goods thing and had a crack at eddie and that's the reason he got pushed out of collingwood well no it's because you football turned to shit but really if that's you know what if you (laughs) if i went up to the head honcho of my work 
had a go at him, I'd probably get pushed out of the company exactly. too. Exactly. Do you really think it's not that's going to happen differently? If I walked into my manager's office and told him he had no emotional intelligence, <laughs> he probably wouldn't take that very well. Yeah. So it sounds to me like somebody has a problem with authority <laughs> because those who are higher than him on the food chain, he feels the need to criticise and try to take it, down a peg. Well, how so, you know, I, I honestly, I honestly think that he is genuinely like he was genuinely offended about the Les comment. He was genuinely oh, he's almost offended about he's the genuinely goods. offended by all this he's shit. That's professionally a, offended. Yeah, it's just yeah, like no, he and needs I, to, I get that. He needs to be I less offended by things because he clearly he's got no sense of humor. It's like well, he's right, a psychopath. Right. Well, and you I mean, know what? You know, lesbian jokes aren't funny. They're not funny in this day and age when. People suffer for being gay and homophobia is terrible and all that, all that jazz. But you can't be offended on behalf of somebody else who's not who's not offended by it. That's right. It's certainly not to the degree he was. No. I look forward to the sequel though, where he blames SBS for the putting it on on demand and not on their channel. Cutting it in a way. I can't wait until he's trying to get an injunction on SBS on demand for. Not editing it. it. He wanted to edit it and painting him as an idiot. <laughs> oh, All about the edit. Nothing else on Lumumba? No, uh, go away. I think, I, I think there'll be more on it. But I think there'll be more on it too. We, just, we need to see it first. Yeah, we just uh, store that I, in the I, bank, I think. I think this is as good a time as any to mention that uh, our friends at, of the podcast here, long-time listeners, uh Kate and Kate will be back on ABC next Wednesday night, the 30th. I've mentioned them in the past and given them a That's shout That's a good show. So, I like that. Yep, they'll be back on SP, uh, ABC next Wednesday night, so check it Wicked. out. And you can catch them on ABC's equivalent of On Demand called iVu. iVu. And they are Ivoo. listeners of the Flogcast. I bumped into them last year and they I knew who they were and they knew who I was. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Missing <laughs> some flog with a top rock. No, no. I mean, look, look. Um, let, let's be honest here. They, they, they had a fucking 10-minute segment on ABC2. They weren't exactly Waleed Ali here. <laughs> Maybe we should work on a cross-promotion kind of thing. Hang on. So they knew who you were, so you openly admitted to being the guy with the pony jars. No, he was obviously wearing his Power Ranger jumper. <laughs> Hawthorne supporter wearing the Power Ranger Guernsey in Perth. That's only one man. Not, can only be one man. They were just like, we know who you are. Were you pushing your child around in a pram then, Tina? <laughs> <laughs> Empty pram full of baby formula. That's what that's what Peter does. He goes down to the park with a pram, and it's just he goes and sees all the mothers down at the park, and then has a chat to them, and then just lifts the blanket, goes and gets some baby formula. <laughs> <laughs> he fills the up. pram with the formula. He fills down an anything with his ponies, and he takes them out for the day. <laughs> oh, God. Only the Chinese babies, though. Oh. Well, the Australian mums just don't want to pay enough. Let's go to the next of the talking points, and it's we'll kind of link these two. Morgs did mention Chris Yaron before, and we will link that also with Rod Butters. Well, who didn't see that Chris Yaron had a drug problem? <laughs> we got fucked Richmond. over on that one. Yeah, we're like the only ones who didn't see that. Yeah, like... well, I think that's very disappointing. Carlton surely had an idea of what was happening. Oh, Hawthorne have been and, doing this to cl- other clubs for years. 
Exactly. Yeah. And I to heard north. Talking about it on Triple M, and JB said that this has happened far too often, and the players' well-being is not taken into consideration when these things are occurring, and there's there's no handover of any kind of information when the players traded. Yeah. So. Yeah. All they want to do is get rid of someone. He said, just like Hawthorne did. With, well, he didn't name things, but he said Hawthorne. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're talking about Buddy, yeah? <laughs> Jonathan Hay. But you know that the, the, the Richmond fans aren't the most forgiving bunch. <laughs> and, and you know, somebody hasn't played and they've given up a first rounder for him. You know that that guy is going to cop shit. And that's a bit unfair to put a player in that position when you know he's not up to it for whatever reason. The player's trying his best to maybe, you know, see if a new club might help him out of his problem. But at the end of the day, like, you could, I mean, obviously, even if he was fit and not using, I don't know if I would have put a first rounder on the, um, on the table for him. But at the same time... Like, we didn't, we gave up two seconds. But I mean, yeah, I think there should be an absolute, um, you know, disclosure sort of, of, of you know, pertinent facts and i think you know that that's for the players well-being as well this is very much a chew them up spit them out sort of situation isn't it the, the, yeah. like they say the afl system's pretty good for you know there's all that wank about how, how good how good clubs are for whatever but you see this is what it looks like when a player gets chewed up and spat out yeah you, you, you sort of fall through the cracks and culture won't save you now, buddy. Cracks. Yeah, and professional sport, like we've, we've, you know, we've talked about Ross Lyon being exceptionally hard on players. We've had, you know, obviously Brad Scott yelling at Mad Jack Daw. But, you know, like, because football yeah, is a competitive let's, event. Let's not forget all the terrible abuse that Heredia Lamomba had to suffer. Draving <laughs> <laughs> the smoke pot. <laughs> but you go through that, and, and you know that, you know, you know that the industry is very unforgiving for non-performance and you're moving a player to another club without disclosing the fact that this person could be affected by the very thing that football clubs generally do. I just, yeah. Well, I, play I, football? No, the nature of like, you know, if you're not performing, you'll get yelled, you know, you'll get yelled at, you'll get abused by fans, you'll get all sorts of anxiety because, you know, you're not earning your money. You might not find yourself on the list in a year or something. And... For a team to knowingly do that without saying anything, I think that's pretty low. Even though we effectively come off as victims, it's, I wish we'd done more of our due diligence on this, but I don't know what the solution for this is. Do we have a football rehab? Well, I think, you know, they're, they're, well, their illicit drugs education, they put a lot of stock in that. I think that needs to be improved. It's obviously a lot of hot air from the AFL PR department, but what who's it served? You know, we've had we've had a lot of players either come out as being, you know, habitual drug users or, or you know, in certain players' cases, like, you know, I don't want to have a go at Daniel Chick, but he, you know, have had a lot of substance abuse problems after footy. This sort of um, education doesn't appear to be anywhere near sufficient. I think there needs to be treatment, like proper treatment by professionals that specialise in that field. There's enough money in AFL football to... To afford that to people. Yeah, but then it comes back to your argument. As soon as someone goes to rehab, they're going to get smashed. True, true. But, I mean, I'm at the so same sure time. Anymore. Like the, the good news is, I guess, compared to 10 years ago, the whole situation regarding mental health and any yeah. addiction is a lot more open now. And you can Absolutely. discuss like, I mean, it people... more openly and seek support for it. 
perhaps addiction still has a, uh, a bit of way to go because unlike mental health, which is pretty much now accepted, it can happen to anybody. Uh, addiction, if you've got a player on, say, a million a year coming out and saying he's seeking help for re- in rehab to battle addiction, they probably wouldn't garner support from the public as much just for saying, well, you make your bed, you lie in it. Yeah, pretty much that would be the... That's I, 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 I don't know if I completely agree. I Maybe think... it'll get there because it's it's come a long way with mental yeah. health and so presumably it'll come a long way as well with uh, yeah. drug rehabilitation programs. Yeah. And I think if someone came out, like I think the big thing that the public sort of get is, you know, the people that have the strikes and are covering it up and, you know, not accepting responsibility. You mean like Hawthorne but... again? Well, I mean... No, you mean like Dane Beams. Yeah, there's tons of examples that people suspect, whatever they suspect, and I'm not there to name individuals. But if you can, if you get that person the appropriate treatment at the appropriate time, they can come out the other side. They can be that positive story that the AFL so craves. They can, you know, stop having that situation where they're retired and, you know, you have that Daniel Chickle, your Ben Cousins episode. You make an excellent point, LaGrill. So I think the solution to this is to kick Carlton Hawthorne out of the competition so that we can start again with a nice, clean competition where this sort of information doesn't get pushed uh, off to well, the I side mean, and swept under the carpet. Oh, sorry, Essendon can go too. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, no, Essendon and Carlton should go. I mean, we didn't do anything that was unclean. Jonathan Hay was clean. It was just sad as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> get a club president doing drugs that usually ends out okay uh, yeah. yeah yes mm. tell us more cookie well apparently rod Butters uh, definitely enjoyed his nurse candy and booze when he was well as president of st kilda have we heard anything from grant thomas on this this week <laughs> he just <laughs> said it's bullshit he said it's bullshit oh, oh something like that on Twitter. so he's in the same camp as danny frawley yeah. Only St Kilda could have bring up a story from that era, another train wreck sort of story. It's just like, you guys really should have won a flag somewhere in there, but you, no matter what it was, people couldn't get out of each other's way. It's like, Butters, but not that Thomas is a good coach, but I don't think I don't think the way Butters handled it did you any favours. Apparently Butters fired Malcolm Blood when he was drunk. Like, that was a big... <laughs> part of this whole thing is like wow that footy show are really desperate mm. it's a tough one like, I mean my, my I two think... fucking cock brain's gotta be on something <laughs> he's at the Gold Coast though so that's kind of a given helium <laughs> you know, I think we should have one round of the year where every player and umpire has LSD just to see what the game would be. <laughs> it would sort out the good players from the bad ones. You know what, maybe we should give the commentators LSD. They might be a bit better. Except for Basil. Worse. He'd be the same old boring shithead. <laughs> Nothing else on Yaron or Butters? <laughs> nah. Carlton going back to the um, Carlton of old, I guess. Fuck the rest. The bad news blues. Two things quickly before we move on to the questions. Uh, the fake news thing, the for stripping of accreditations for people who lie. Oh, so that's Damien Barrett. Fuck then. Yeah, Damien Barrett's gone. I'm, I'm guessing Lumumba's not going into the media either. <laughs> Paddles. Paddles. <laughs> Anybody yeah, else? Brad Hardy, obviously. Mm. <laughs> How do we feel about this? Good. I think it's a very positive move. I agree. But 
Have you seen like on Twitter that most of the journos? Yeah, sulking. A sort of yeah, sort of you know, big show of solidarity. Oh no, no, we don't need it. We're plenty. We're plenty accountable. Blah 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 blah. Don't make shit and up. Makes... You got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, easy yeah. enough fix. I reckon. Yeah, and you know what? The AFL having this power is a little bit iffy, but. It's not as though they couldn't suspend credentials for anyone before if they wanted to, but now they're actually going to do it, and they're going to come out and say why. And I think just the fact that that's there will encourage journos to be less of a shithead, in particular Damien Barrett, mm. as Cookie mentioned. I, I guess the, uh, the the good thing about being small and independent like us and not being part of the uh, state-run conglomerate that is a AFL media industry that we can peddle all the bullshit we like and no one is <laughs> accountable. Yes, we certainly can. To which I'd like to announce that I have it on good authority that um, Josh Kelly will be playing at Hawthorne next year. <laughs> I was waiting for it. He's in a relationship with Will Langford. Oh, there you go. Well, he's got best mates at every club. He's going to St Kilda. Yeah, but we all not, know not, it. But not this kind of uh, best mates. Jared McVeigh dislikes this because little does everybody know, but Jared McVeigh is actually posted on his private Facebook feed uh, the no campaign on the plebiscite. Um, <laughs> totally against it. Oh, oh, somebody on Twitter put. Um, I wish the Swans would do the rainbow socks now that the plebiscite's in full swing and blah, 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 blah. And I was about to go, well, Jared McVeigh won't be in. <laughs> but I thought it was mean just to pick up someone that was kind of making a nice point. So I kind of, I, I just sat back. To... It's, a, it's, a good, it's a good idea. So it's, a, it's, it's a shame that Jared McVeigh would put a pin in it. Um, <laughs> anything else on the fake news? Nope. And the last one, Morgs will enjoy this. Out of contract, Adelaide Crow, Jake Lever, who hasn't re-signed for the Crows yet, but has told the dogs he's not going. <laughs> uh, he told the dogs to go and get fucked before he told Collingwood. <laughs> oh, before, he, before he did anything, it's just like, it's sort of like, what, what situation do you have to be in to just close that door? He looked at the list and he's gone, no, 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 yeah, He's no, just gone, no, thank you. No. <laughs> Like that's, that's awfully dismissive. It's, like most most players don't really have someone in the running and then kick them out of the race until yeah. actual decision time. Well, that's right because you know you use them as leverage against one another, as, and there's still be time. Yeah, for either that. the dogs were never in the race, or he basically said, "Go and get fucked" for clearly some good reason. Well, it's, I'm glad that AFL players share the same sentiments about the Western Bulldogs <laughs> as. We all do on the day. <laughs> That's heartening to hear. So I, I have det- detected a bit of an uptick in anti-Bob sentiment just across the general media because, yeah. like, a year ago you couldn't say shit about Bob Murphy or anyone would look at you like you're fucking Hitler. But these days you just say, gee, I reckon this Bob Murphy stuff is getting too much attention time in the media. He's a bit of an attention whore, is Bob. And most people will agree with you now. Yeah, gone, it's gone too far. And I don't reckon even this sort of shit happened all that long. Like, all that long ago, it was over-the-top goo, but I don't think the backlash really started until recent years where it's somehow, somewhere along the line, it's just become unbearable. Like, Lenny Hayes got this sort of treatment, but I don't recall anyone being shitty over that. And it's not... No, we, we, we obviously got peak Bob at the, the grand final last yeah. year. But I think a lot of it, um, a lot of, like, the media's odd... He'd have to be a favourite player from if he didn't yeah. 
support the Bulldog, you'd have to yeah, be a base player from another club. Second, everyone's second favourite player or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah. fuck off, you can't tell me how to think. Everyone's second favourite player at everyone's second favourite team. Yeah, and I mean, great, it was a it was a good story that they won a flag for the first <laughs> time in Neon, but seriously, to have it forced down our throats, and the app, well, I remember still, I still remember watching the opening bit of the grand final and it was so hard to watch it was just it was gushing in its praise and i'm thinking jesus christ like i mean i'm all for a good story and i'm you know i don't i don't stories i don't hate the guy but shit you're making it hard for me to like him don't tell me what i like and what i don't you know so it's exactly what caused the good thing having something shoved down your throat so much eventually the tide will turn. Joe Watson and the tide, the, the tide turned with people disliking the Bulldogs in yes. the fact that they were just shoved down your throat. Exactly. Nobody and wants to be told what to like and told how to feel about shit. People just want to come to their Watch own. Watch the footy. Correct or incorrect if, opinions if, on I mean, things yeah, whatever. If we want to be emotionally unintelligent, don't lecture us. <laughs> I say this as someone who enjoyed their flag last year. Like once yeah. we were out, I yeah. I wanted them to win just for the you know the sake of them winning one. I don't need to be this year reminded of it every fifteen minutes mm. about how much of a brave against the odds performance it was, and I don't need to be reminded every fifteen minutes about how unlucky Bob was that he missed out. It's an unimaginative media with nothing else to talk about. Lucky. They were they were lucky he missed out. Because having had him this year, look at the performance they've got. And I thought it was, like you guys sort of hinted at earlier, I felt it was starting to get a bit same that way with uh, Joe Watson because they were sort of pushing the yeah. angle that he was jilted by the game. He was he was let down. No, he wasn't. He was not let down by the game. He made his choice. I'm going to bed if we're talking about jab. Not interested. No, I'm, well, just, I'm no. just putting it in there. Well, they're trying to spin the same shit with, with Herd, and they've even come out and said, gee, it would be a real shame if anyone booed Herd on grand <laughs> final day, and you just know what's going to happen. Tinfoil, tinfoil hat on, I honestly think that might be a little bit deliberate. The AFL having a bit each way on this. They're not shunning Herd, and then they're killing that story before it happens, but they're getting... They're going to let him get booed, and they're going to chuck him to the wolves, I think. The AFL can't be as stupid as to think that if they tell people not to forgive boo, and not forgive, that people won't actually boo. I think they know exactly what will happen if they tell people not to boo. Yeah, but even then, like, I mean, Robbo was going, oh, you're a coward if you boo him. I don't know if I agree with that. No, you're not. No, James Hurd's a coward. But we've we've been we've been down this sort of road. Before. Yeah, oh, of course. But I suppose that's I, the only reason why I brought it up was purely because. Like the fact that, like we were saying before, that the media just trying to tell us what to think about certain topics. Like it's not so much the actions of the players on the Bulldogs side or or Bob Murphy himself. It's the fact again that it's absolutely shoved down our throats. When you know we're the consumers of the product, we want to know about our sides. Yet you're just hearing all this wankling about the Bulldogs and have such a good story. Milk it within an inch of its life. This podcast wouldn't exist without. Everything being overhyped, we act as yeah, the counterpoint. It, there's no counterpoint without something to bounce off. We're quite selfless in that respect, we, aren't we? We we are the the Fox News of AFL media, fair and balanced. <laughs> <laughs> Question time. Why is Jake King suing Mango Footy Show? Why? 
That King has taken legal action against the Mine Group football show, claiming he was unfairly dismissed from the program not long after police led extortion charges against wow. him. Wow. <laughs> that seems pretty unfair to me. Yeah. He's gone to the Harry O'Brien school. <laughs> well, maybe it's the... Um... Maybe he saw how Richmond treated uh, George Pell and sort of thought, oh, if he can stay in his role and it's not paid, I can stay in mine, surely. That is very hairy to you. Questions. Not Cookie wants to know, now that Hawthorne is out of the finals race, what will Penal be doing this September to pass the time? I will be laughing at Spurs and every game they lose it. At Wembley, which is every game they play at Wembley. Ilksy wants to know, since Port Adelaide are completely incapable of beating a top eight side, should the AFL boot them for finals and promote nine? No. Yes. Yeah. We're most likely to finish nine. Yes. No, just, that's how the dogs get in, old vomit. <laughs> oh, no, All over yourself? Langfest over Nick, yeah. Nick, Mario um, Nick Rewalt having one more tilt for glory. Oh, no, God, that'll be, that'll, be a good way, that'll be a good way to not kill Bambi, but shoot the llama. <laughs> It's not a feel-good story. The cunt had three chances and failed. Fuck off. Yeah, he didn't need to play on in that goal square. I know that, but that's not how it would play out in the media. You know that. No, Cookie no. actually said good stories. Well, I'm not here to talk about the media. I'm here to talk about facts. Not fucking fake news. Not fake news of, oh, Nick deserves another try. No. No tries. Well, I don't agree Saint, either. St Kilda won't be Richmond anyway, so the only Nick that'll be getting a second chance is Nick Natanui. This last question I think will lead us into This Week on the Bay. So we'll just call this This Week on the Bay. Um, it comes from LW, who's made a return the last week or so. He wants to know, when did Morgs play footy? All the time. Seriously. It's cute that your wife's let you back on the internet, but don't you think you with the big boys. Piss off. And you live it off your friggin' efforts of fucking four years ago with your rising flogs to tag. You're a flog. Well, Flog of the Week, what do we got? Who we got? Al Dub. <laughs> Al Dub for fake news against Nick Rewald. Al Dub for Bernadette. The boys for crying a chief over the sig that he was quite fairly given. Oh, Bosk and Red Vest for holding hands and talking <laughs> DMs about, oh, what can we give him? Oh, Bosk, what can you make up for me that I can give him? Oh, cringeworthy. If it takes two of you to take down Tiggy, who's the real winner here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. It's turned, actually, it's turned around all right. That's pretty embarrassing. Pretty embarrassing. I still think LW probably gets it for yeah the melt in the thread last week aimed at Morgs. Yes, she disagreed, but hmm. Oh, let's not get personal, Dub. I know it still hurts you deep inside that you don't have a quill. <laughs> <laughs> and don't try and suck up to me by saying that I'm much more glamour than whatever that thing is. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Van Peebles is not very nice to me. <laughs> Blood Rhett was also fairly melty this week in parts. I think it deserves dishonourable. I got no one else, though. Now, Dub no. gets dishonourables to Bosk, Red Vest. <laughs> Let's go to Thread of the Week. What do we got? Oh, easy, easy. Moon Smithers Fred. What <laughs> oh. one? Tigers will win by a hundred points. <laughs> That's not bad. Oh, I've got another nomination for Flog of the Week. Just a battler. You haven't been just a battler <laughs> hey. in the bay for fucking years. Go bump go pack lunch. Else. Go bump pack lunches thread. He'll be all over that. The, the pop up sprinkler. I'd like to nominate 
Ilksy's thread basketball is superior, which I thought was I'd pretty. I'd just like to nominate Ilksy as a good bloke. He, I think his I think his thread deserves an honourable mention because it's it was a pretty lousy take on the fact that fucking basketball seems to make you a much better player automatically because peripherals <laughs> or something. I also didn't mind Vesty's crab people thread. Moon Smithers, Foxtrotamus, guaranteed. Any any anything else we got? I, yeah, give it to Moon Smithers. I can't even give myself a reach around because I uh, pulled a Mitch Marsh this week. A Mitch Marsh. Yeah, yeah, just got got out in single digits. Five replies to my melt thread after the match. Didn't even <laughs> reel anyone in. Did not reel a single person in. All right, and last week's poll. I think Moonsmithers wins. Your vote: fifteen point four percent said no, twenty three point one percent said yes, and sixty one point five percent said don't let Jack Watts down. Next <laughs> week's games. What are we going with? Coin or tippage? Oh, it's round twenty three. Who cares? <laughs> Fucking, I never get to go with this, so I'm tipping. Hawthorne, <laughs> Hawthorne versus Bulldogs. Hawthorne will win. Send Bob out in tears again. And yeah, Hodgie is a much better bloke than Bob, so... Well, let's not go overboard. Of, they'll both get the same. Are we going to go over-under on the goo factor um, in the com box? Over, over oh, who? Over which oh, one? Oh, they'll, 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 they'll just they'll drown in it over both of them. It'll just be... God, yeah. this game they'll was bad enough on goo. Friday night when it was just Hodge. Yeah. Well, roaming Brian will be unmissable this week. He'll be just fucking got to, yeah, he'll just have his dick out. He won't even have that. Yeah, he'll have to have his wellies on in the change rooms. You'll need to have a fucking bubble bath in between getting out of the box and going on his roaming thing. He'll be that <laughs> filthy and goo. Collingwood, Melbourne, <laughs> Diesel lock-in finals. Collingwood would do enough for Bucks to lock in another year. Do you think that just being the game that Melbourne should win... No, nah, I think that was last week. I really do think that was last week. And they, oh, you, so you think they've uh, I think that, that I think that hurdle's been cleared, though. God, could be wrong. <laughs> could you imagine? Oh, that it would be. Uh, I think it would be. Oh, if only Melbourne had a few more fans. Um, well, the, the, few fans, the few fans that they do have will have a few more uh, squeaky bum moments. I reckon this week. <laughs> the dogs and West Coast. Will probably fall over anyway, so I don't think yeah. it matters. Collars will smack Carlton. Giants to beat Geelong. Port to smack the Suns. Essendon smack Frio. The old laugh that went the other way. Richmond to beat St Kilda. <laughs> Adelaide to beat West Coast. And the last game, which I want a tip from everybody from, the spoon off. Who eats from the wooden spoon? Ooh. I'm gonna go Brisbane. Blood strikes. Blood strikes. Brisbane to win. Yeah. North to win the spoon. Yeah, I'm not confident. No. They're playing much better football than you at the moment. I just don't. Yeah, I don't like, like it. And if you pick Ryan Clark, you're fucked. <laughs> no, I, I think like like I said, I think we've hit the wall. We're just playing to get like we're just playing. We're just well, surely pride comes into it somewhere though. Oh look, I don't think the effort's not going to be there. I honestly think that they are trying their best, but I just think they're shot. They're meant. They're physically spent. They're like I said, bereft of confidence. Um, yeah, I just think it's taken its toll, unfortunately. And like Brisbane have been encouraged by some really good win, well, performances and a good win last week. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. North for the spoon. Brisbane yeah. for the spoon. Because <laughs> it's at the Gabba, I have to go Brisbane. Yeah, and, and that's the next thing. We don't play very well at the Gabba. Anyway. Can I just say, Dan's all about the average and shit of this season, but how good is it to actually see a... And Frio's lost by 100 points to games in a row so 
clearly shit teams do get smacked. But how good is it to see a wooden spooner that's going to finish the season with five wins? Because I don't like, I mean, with a bit of luck, we could be, you know, we could have been out of the spoon equation. But yeah. It's just like, it is what it is. I actually like seeing the fact that a spoon team has picked up a handful of wins along the way. And in the last yeah. round, even that race is open. And look, we've had moments in the season where we've played pretty, pretty good footy. And like, you know, it's not a total, it's not a total like yeah. situation where you just don't know where the improvement's going to come you from. You beat the There's crows, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I don't agree with Dan's sentiments. I mean, I think, you know, the fact that it is still competitive and this, I mean, you could, you could argue that Adelaide are favourites, but then again, they lost over the weekend when you would have thought they would have won. So no, I, I, I agree with Dan's sentiment and the fact that uh, the bottom teams have, you know, five or six wins each just shows you how average, average the whole the competition is. is, is if, if, if you're mid if you're and... Mid and uh, uh, top eight top teams, eight teams and, and middle of the ladder teams are teams. losing to these shit truck sides. Shit competition. Any extra <laughs> verdicts on any of the games? What do you think would happen if Fremantle did lose by 100 points a game? Not saying that I necessarily want to see it, but do you think that there would just be an absolute demand of Ross Line to be sacked? Or do you think that... What, what would you well, think I can't see it. I can't see it. Let's look at it from the perspective of the, the greater good here. So, like, I don't think West Coast are going to win anyway. We know that the Dogs aren't going to win anyway. So I actually want to see Essendon win by 100 points just because my desire for the lols is greater than I see Essendon do badly. So, so it'll be oh, good it'll to be... see the, the media go into overdrive because both teams out of the finals here will turn the media week up to 11. yeah. yeah. I think the end of the season will come at just about the right time for him. This story's picked up momentum so late. I know they've been yeah. struggling, but it's sort of... It was only three weeks ago they lost to the Giants by 10 points or whatever it was. Like, yeah. So yeah. this has sort of just come out of nowhere, and he'll probably see out the storm, but jeez. He doesn't deserve you. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement on that. Better coaches than him have been given their marching orders, or coaches that have looked... In, um, yeah, more promising. Yeah, more promising, or certainly we've seen enough of Lyon to judge. And what is there yeah. is fairly well known, and the last two years tell a grim fucking story. He still has yeah. Nat Five. He had Monday. He's had Walters in career best form. Uh, Brad Hill's played pretty handy football since he crossed. It's not a personnel issue, really. Yeah, no, the, there is a personnel issue because there's the Ross Lyon personnel issue where there's a shitload of Subins. And average just shit trucks. I think their list is better than what they're showing. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think it's fantastic either. No, I don't. I don't either. But I think his prioritization of certain types. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the, the way he plays them instead of some of the younger ones. And he's played a few younger ones more often this year, but not probably still not enough. It's just. I think we've seen if, enough to know it's gonna. It might even get worse from here before it gets better. The good news in all of this, Lagrill, is. Uh, if Ross Lyon survives as Fremantle coach, I reckon he would take uh, Ryan Clark off your hands. He's a Lyon type, is he? What, slow-plotting mid who can't find the ball? He'll take Jack Silvani, mate. <laughs> yeah, take, he'll take Silvani and turn him into a tagger. <laughs> no, the thing with Fremantle is that their percentage tells a bigger story than their win-loss column. Absolutely. 
What is the oh, percentage yeah. now that they've lost 200 pointers? 73.8, the lowest in the league. Yeah, by a long way. Mm. The second worst is Brisbane with 75. How many wins do they have? Six, six or seven? Eight. Eight. Okay, oh. so literally, if you flip the North games where they fell in late, all of a sudden both those teams changed drastically, and Frio were in the spoon position going into the last round. You're right, the percentage tells a bigger story. They're a five-win quality team, and they got lucky on a couple games, and North, as Stan knows, North got unlucky. Anyway, I think that's everything. So this was the Flogcast for round 23. Starburns joined by Morgs. Goodbye. Cookson. Goodbye. Lay Grill. See you guys. And Penal. The tribe has spoken. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.